Reviving Connection, Letting Go of Pride in Your Marriage, Episode 139. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome, Awaken You listeners. How are you this week? I'm amazing. I'm enjoying my favorite season of the year here in Minnesota. The air is crisp. And the trees are starting to turn their beautiful colors. And even though I'm a colorblind, I can still see some of the red shreds and the bright yellows. It's just my favorite time. And this week, I am continuing a series where I'm talking all about six different ways that we might be negatively impacting our marriage. And so far, I've discussed resentment and control So please go back and listen to those two episodes. And today I want to talk about good old pride, hubristic pride, actually. But before we get into pride, I want to remind you all of my Abundant Love mini course, where together we take a look at all of those thoughts that you are having about your marriage. And we start taking the ones that are getting you exactly what you don't want in your marriage and start molding them into something that gets you a better result. The process I take you through helps you create a love affirmation list that helps you find gratitude for the one you're with, even when it's hard to find it. (laughs) And while you're doing the work of untangling the tangled web, you and your partner have woven together. Pride is a tricky emotion because I often talk about being proud of the work that we do here in Awaken You, proud of the work, of the brave and courageous work that we do to create a better marriage, a marriage that where we're more intimately connected, we're more open and vulnerable, we're more intimate. Healthy pride is a pride that has you looking at the things you do and the life you're creating and being able to stand tall, knowing that you're doing it, like you're getting your feet dirty, your hands dirty, your whole dang body dirty, and you're getting the work done. And sometimes it might look a bit messy, right? Right? But you're rolling up those sleeves and getting it done. Unhealthy pride, which is hubristic pride, is a barricade to intimacy. It's like an armor that doesn't let it in and it blocks connection through taking that superior stance to your partner. Today, I want to take a look at what pride is, describe it for you a little bit, help you understand where it might come from, how you maybe developed it, and what it's protecting, and steps to start breaking it down and building a more open connection in your marriage, a more equal partnership. 
I want to begin by looking at what pride is. So I decided to open up Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart again, and I love that she defines pride in a positive way. So she defines pride as this feeling of pleasure or celebration related to our accomplishments or our efforts. She then goes on to say that researchers distinguish pride from hubris, which my dictionary app defines as arrogance, and Brene defines as an inflated sense of one's own innate abilities that is tied more to dominance than actual accomplishments. It's puffing oneself up, making oneself superior, better than, and they feel good about it regardless of how it's received by others. And one of the downsides of hubristic pride is struggling with intimate partner relationships. Surprise, huh? (laughs) So it could look like never admitting that you're wrong. The problem is always lying in the other person. The problem is always somebody else, not us. Your spouse can't positively influence you, right? Because you're always right. Your spouse might be doing something that is working for them. And of course, it can't influence you because you do your things the way you do them and yours is right. You're not open to a different opinion, and other people's needs are irrelevant. When we look at what the root is under hubristic pride, what we find, of course, is good old shame and low self-esteem. So when we're displaying unhealthy pride, what we are doing is lifting ourselves up higher than our spouse, looking down on them because of this deep-rooted fear that there's something wrong with us. So instead, we just puff up, we put that armor, and this behavior is often rooted in childhood, maybe with a parent who always needed to win or a child who was the target of a hubristic parent and is now treating their spouse that same way. It could be fear of losing control or fear of being controlled if you let it go. It could be that covering up of a lack of self-esteem, right? To use myself as an example, I know I tend to step into that superior role in my marriage. I have really gotten so much better at not doing that, noticing when I'm leveling up, not in a good way, like being the parent you know, I'm more cognizant of it. And I catch myself when I'm doing that. And then I'm able to step myself down. But when I was working on feeling safe, and confident being on equal ground, it was through the process of remembering where my security comes from, which of course, is from within myself and remembering that I no longer have to fight for control. I often felt powerless or without control growing up. I was often told what to do. My opinion doesn't matter. I was denied the right to believe something that I was doing was right. So I used to fight for control in my relationships and I didn't really understand it and start until I started diving into all of this work. And so 
when I saw myself, saw that I was transferring that fear of not having a voice from my childhood into my intimate relationship, I I started to work on stepping down and trusting myself and trusting that Jeff wasn't trying to control and manipulate me and that if he was, it didn't matter. I didn't need to one up him and, you know, stand over him and look down. I could just notice it. And if I thought he was trying to control me, I could confront it and say, this is how this feels. This is the story. I'm making it mean. And can you share with me what the truth is? What is it that you are doing? And that was like a game changer for me to be able to see that. I think even before I knew about this, you know, why I was going into this dynamic, I knew that I was doing it. It was, it's just a feeling that I felt in my body. Like I need to tell him what to do. I'm right. He's wrong. You know, all of that kind of mentality. So how do you let hubristic pride go? Well, first of all, right here, listening to this podcast, you now are starting to become aware of the part you're playing in your marriage. You can start paying attention to different dynamics as they are happening in your marriage. And you can decide, am I you know, like puffing myself up? Am I wanting to be right? What's wrong with being wrong? You have to be aware that you're taking this superior position over your partner and then just come back down to a side-by-side position. And then you also, even if you become aware of it, you have to want to do something different, right? You have to say, okay, I can come down to this. I am okay. I've got my back. I am going to take care of myself. You have to be willing to self-confront. You have to ask yourself what it might be like to be married to you when you're acting this way. What is it like to be on the receiving end of your prideful actions? your superiorism, your needing to be right. How would that feel if the tables were turned? Third, you need to know what hubristic pride is and you have to come to an understanding of why you lean that way. Like I shared in my story with my understanding, I realized that for so long, I felt like I didn't have a voice in what I wanted to do in my life. I was told what to do. So to overcompensate that, like I squash and I I puff up to kind of maintain my sense of control. And it's just stepping down. Nothing is going wrong here. I can stand on equal ground. It is discovering what you're afraid of. Or are you part participating in a behavior that was modeled to you. Then the fourth thing you can do is you might want to share what you've learned with your partner. And that could include an apology, right? So first, you can go back to episode 77, which is how to apologize and why it's so important. You'll find the link in the show notes. 
And then, you know, maybe make notes, bring them with you, but apologize for how you've possibly hurt your spouse. Ask them what it has been like for them to be on the receiving end of your behavior and let them know that you're working on changing that behavior and that you would like them to partner with you as you work through this. Remember, change doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to change these habits that you've probably been using for a long time. But when you open up and share what you see, what you notice about yourself and how it's hurt your spouse, it will help them help you. And you can even come up with a something they can say that's not mean or rude that just helps you recognize what you're doing, being able to take time. Okay, I need time to process this. I'm sorry if I'm acting that way. And then just keep working on it. It will get better. The fifth thing is notice how difficult it was to open up to your spouse when you did this, if you shared it with them. And absolutely, do you, you don't have to share this discovery with them. You might want to work on it for a while and share it later. But this is where that intimacy comes in, okay? Notice how difficult it was for you to open up to your spouse and then notice how that opened you up emotionally and brought you closer together. That, my friend, is true intimacy. So this is the start of opening up to what is possible by dissolving this hurtful behavior. And then the sixth thing, humility. Humility is the antidote for hubristic pride. Brene Brown defines humility as an openness to learning combined with a balanced and accurate assessment of our own contributions, including our strengths, imperfections, and opportunities for growth. So this is really, humility is looking inside and knowing that we are 100% okay, we are 100% valuable, we are 100% worthy. And yes, we have behaviors that aren't so great for us. All of us are there, my friends. It's not just you. It's not just me. She also says that humility says, I'm here to get it right, not to be right. Remember that humility isn't saying that we're less than and it's not accepting that you're unworthy or that people can walk all over you, all right? And I, of course, have an episode number 108 called The Benefits of Humility in Your Marriage. So check that out for sure. The seventh thing is a big part of this process is being willing to drop the barrier that hides your authentic feelings and thoughts. Being open to expressing them to your spouse. And you know what that creates? The I word, intimacy. And then the last thing is trust the process. Know that it's going to take time if you are committed to changing this behavior and you keep taking steps to get better, it will happen. And Hire somebody to help you work through it. A perfect reason to book yourself a courageous love conversation. So if you feel convicted these past couple weeks talking about pride and control, resentment, 
I want to encourage you to book yourself that Courageous Love conversation. The link to do that is in the show notes. I want to talk to you about what you're struggling with. I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel comfortable knowing that it is okay. You are going to feel so good knowing that you're not broken. This isn't a problem that you're dealing with this. I mean, it might be a problem in your marriage, but you can change it. I want you to know that discovering that you may be stepping into one or more of these behaviors in your marriage is good news. It is not a reason to beat yourself up and to feel guilty, to feel shame, and to think that all of your marital problems are your fault because, brother and sister, they are not. It is on both sides, trust me. Seeing a behavior like this in action in your own life is gold because it helps you see how you can work on changing it and becoming a more loving, open, and honest person in your relationship. All of these behaviors are only symptoms. They never mean we're broken. They mean that we are brilliant and have formed these behaviors that have saved us from being fed to the lions. (laughs) And now you know that something different is possible. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you this week. I'd love to hear how these past three episodes have landed for you. What have you learned about yourself? Remember, we're looking within, not diagnosing our spouse because most likely they are also participating in one of these behaviors for sure. Please share this episode with someone you love someone who might resonate with the topic, and then let me know what you think about what you learned today. Also, I would love to hear what you'd like me to talk about on the episode. What are you struggling with? What do you want help with? I want to speak to that thing. I want to speak to what you're struggling with in your marriage or in your life in general. I am on a mission to help you live a life that is without regret. So DM me on Instagram or send me an email and share what it is you want more information about. I love you all. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life, we study it, and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.